0: This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Moreno. Since this show has begun, even before that, I have been fascinated at what we are seeing in this country when it comes to investigating what we used to call UFOs, what now is generally referred to as UAPs. Because in the last five years, in terms of public disclosure, we have seen something that used to be relegated to the domain of late-night radio shows like this one, science fiction magazines, and dime store novels, become front-page news on for the New York Times, covered seriously by 60 Minutes, Fox News, CNN, and taken seriously by some of the most respected politicians on both sides of the aisle in the whole country. Well, today is a banner day, not just in the history of exploring UAPs, but in the history of America. Because today... The United States Congress is going to have its first hearings in over a half a century exploring UAPs. What took so long and what are we actually going to find out? A lot of people who are skeptics don't think we're going to find out anything. A lot of people that are believers that there's something beyond uh, this earth and we've seen visits from whatever that something is to this earth. They, a lot of them, think we're not going to find out anything because they think that the Pentagon is going to continue to stonewall. Well, a fella that has been integral to this story getting out there is Jeremy Corbell. He is an investigative journalist and a filmmaker who did a fascinating documentary about Bob Lazar and Area 51. Uh, Bob Lazar, Area 51, and Flying Saucers. It's a documentary that you absolutely should see. And he has published a lot of the UFO footage or the UAP footage, which is going to be integral to today's hearing. He is very much in band right now, hasn't slept at all. I'm thrilled that he's made a few minutes for us. Jeremy, thanks so much for joining me on the radio, and congratulations. Uh, this hearing is very much uh, uh, a, a testament to the incredible work that you've been doing these last few years.
1: Thanks, Frank. It's a benchmark moment and there was so many people involved. In fact, the general public, even UFO Twitter, just people that talked about this and pushed this forward. They're the real heroes of this because the whole point is that it was because of public pressure that we're seeing what we're seeing today. And just to back up for your audience a little bit, you know, skeptics or people that just don't know about it. Don't be four cents short of a nickel educate yourself on the UFO issue. This is one of the greatest mysteries of humankind. And what was once science fiction is now science fact. Every day human knowledge expands just a little bit and tomorrow is really exciting or actually today. I haven't slept a lot today. Yeah, I,
0: I get it. Believe me.
1: Yeah. It's really exciting. Cause it's the first time in over 50 years, that we're having open congressional hearings about the UFO phenomenon engaging planet Earth. This is real, this is not science fiction, your government has told you, witnesses around the world, hundreds of thousands of people have told you, but now it's official and we're having hearings about it for the first time in 50 years. Testimony from two of the top defense intelligence officials, the Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence and Security, and the deputy director of naval intelligence now i have hope that they're not just sent there by their bosses that they're going to tell us something but if they don't public is going to push forward and we're going to get more information this is a benchmark moment don't do not get that wrong it's a special day
0: Jeremy, you have published a lot of these videos and uh, the Director of National Intelligence in their report last year, they've essentially said that at least 144 of these sightings are, they can 't explain they, I think they found some sort of explanation for one of them, and one hundred and forty four of the military sightings, which is to say nothing of the civilian sightings, they have no explanation for now a lot of people have tried to offer alternative explanations to uh, what these these objects are, what these devices are, which come up not only to the naked eye but on radar, and have successfully evaded some of the best military pilots in the world. One of the theories that some people bring up is that maybe this is a foreign government, an adversarial government, Russia, China. Do you see that as a possibility at all? It's incredible to me. What we're talking
1: about is cognitive dissonance. We're talking about people being afraid to let go of a worldview for a true worldview. So sure, we have to look at every possibility. But last June office of the director of national intelligence it did put out like you mentioned what they called a preliminary assessment they analyzed 144 military UFO incidents but only going back to the famous 2004 with the tic-tac UFO the most famous UFO case of all time now and they only found one one that was able to be explained the rest of them We're not, and this is not your average Joe. This is our military intelligence and defense systems looking at trying to see what is flying with impunity in our restricted airspace. These UFOs, these pesky UFOs, what they did decide and they did say in the report is that these do represent physical objects. We're talking about machines. Now, these machines, these UFOs in the sky, as we're talking about, they also concluded specifically that this was not secret U.S. technology. So, whosoever machines these are that can turn on and off our nuclear weapons, they are not ours. They they need more information, but they anybody involved, if you speak with them like I do, these are not part of a foreign collection program. This is not, UFOs are not indicative of some, major technological advancement by a potential adversary. Remember, UFOs have been reported by you. They've been reported by citizens since the beginning of recorded human history. Our military just now has the technology and the toys to look at this stuff, to analyze it, to have corroborative video evidence. And that is precisely, precisely what I did was I was able to acquire, obtain, and then release military-filmed UFO footage confirmed by our Pentagon itself, and it was corroborative video evidence. This is off of 2019 off the coast of California. Corroborative video evidence, not just thermal imagery or infrared imagery, which the eye can't see, but also just normal footage off the deck of the USS Omaha, as well as radar data. This is the kind of case that I've been looking forward to as as a kid, like give me the evidence, show me the evidence. Well I obtained it and I released it and the Pentagon confirmed it and here we are today where everybody involved in wanting to know about the UFO phenomenon, what is this about? Who made these machines? Who's piloting them? Where are they from? What is their intent? These are the bigger questions. Now none of this is going to probably be answered at the congressional hearings today none of this however we've got people on the stand we have people testifying and if they tried to obfuscate they're going to run into problems and and, and look at it this way representative carson who put this all together his specific quote was this hearing is about examining steps that the pentagon can take to reduce stigma now why would he say that reduce stigma about ufos it's because honestly my job should be obsolete I should not be a go-between between pilots and drone pilots and getting footage that's classified at times and then trying to figure out if I can put it out and put it up the chain of command. I shouldn't be involved. That chain of information should be strong within our own military because we need a technological advantage. With a technological advantage, we win. everybody is looking for UFO exploitation programs, trying to reverse engineer these things, to gain an advantage and don't take my word for it. Listen to what's going on right now in the public world, in Congress and Senate. It's amazing. So secrecy, and this is another quote from Representative Carson, secrecy can serve as an obstacle to solving the UFO mystery. So this Senate hearing is to dissolve the stigma and the secrecy surrounding the UFO mystery so, we can try to get to the bottom of
0: this uh, which if people just tuning in we're talking with Jeremy Corbell. Uh, he is the editor over at ExtraordinaryBeliefs.com. dot uh, com it 's uh, an investigative film series which has some great stuff. check it out extraordinary extraordinarybeliefs dot com Jeremy, you sort of stole my thunder in terms of um, asking what if they don 't say anything. Uh, that's noteworthy today. A lot of folks are skeptical. A lot of folks believe that the government actually knows a great deal already, and they don't think that a couple of congressmen asking some senior Pentagon officials questions uh, is going to lead to a whole lot of truth being revealed. But what you're saying, and what uh, what uh, Carson is saying, the uh, Indiana Democrat that's sharing these hearings, is that even if they don't say anything, just by having these con- these kind of hearings take place in Congress that will in the minds of the public make it so that uh, this is not the domain of uh toothless drunks in the middle of nowhere or, or grifters or late night talk show hosts it's a mainstream issue that's worthy of discussion and exploration
1: look the public started this and the public we're going to finish this this is representative government we have ron moultrie who's the undersecretary of defense for intelligence and security Maybe his boss told him to be there. He's going to be there testifying. We have Scott Bray, Deputy Director of Naval Intelligence. These guys are in a position to know if they try to stymie the process, if they try to obfuscate, well, the same thing that put them in those chairs are going to bring them right back into those chairs. It's going to be the public and the public interest that pushes this forward and demands our representative government tell us the truth about UFOs. Now, surely... There is going to be, right after the public congressional hearing, there's going to be a private closed-door congressional hearing in the classified level. That is happening, and I do agree with that. We keep secrets, we do it well, and we should continue to do that. But the basic premise, are we alone in the universe? And if we're not alone, which is statistically improbable, are they visiting here? And who are they? Where do they come from? What can we learn from them? The world we are now living in has changed. We have moonwalked from Z to A backwards. We are now living in a different world. The the world our children are going to grow up in is a world that acknowledges the UFO presence and is trying to investigate and understand what that presence means to humanity. I'm not trying to be dramatic like War of the Worlds, This is real. UFOs are as real as the nose on your face, and you've been told. And and if you don't know that yet, you haven't been paying attention.
0: Uh, Let me end with this, Jeremy, and uh, I'm going to be very eager to see what comes out of this hearing today, and I hope you'll come back in the future and help us uh, break this down. What's next from here? Uh, Let's say these hearings reveal very little or nothing, or let's say they reveal something. What's the next step in terms of congressional exploration of this, in terms of public exploration for this? What's your hope of what what happens a week, two weeks, six months, a year from now?
1: Well, let's not forget scientific exploration of this, because part of this hearing is to reduce the stigma so we can get our brightest minds. Look, scientists should be salivating about this. Neil deGrasse Tyson should put down his hubris stick and start looking at the evidence. It is overwhelming. So what's going to happen next? What's happening next is public opinion is going to show everybody how important this is to us to understand our place in the universe. What world do we live in? What does this mean? So the next step is going to be getting people to come forward who have direct witness testimony to provide and also people that have contributed on the government level and the civilian level about studying this for their lifetimes. So for example, Commander David Fravor, the man in 2004 who engaged and chased a UFO for the United States military, he would be a great witness. Uh, Commander Chad Underwood, the man that filmed the Tic Tac UFO off the coast of California, he would be a great witness. Ryan Graves, he, in 2015 off the East Coast, also was dealing with the same UFO phenomenon that was getting involved with some of our missions where we couldn't deploy. And then the great Lou Elizondo, former head of ATIP Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, he would make a great witness. I'm going to name a few more. Dr. Colm Kelleher and Dr. James Lakatsky. these two individuals ran the real UFO-funded government program called AWSAP, Advanced Weapon System Application Program. That is now acknowledged. There has been no UFO program acknowledged since 1969 in the closing of Project Blue Book, but that was acknowledged. Now, the New York Times, sorry, New York, they got it wrong. They named the wrong program. The real UFO program was called OSAP, again, Advanced Aerospace Weapon System Application Program. So those two people that I mentioned, Dr. Colm Kelleher, Dr. James Lekatsky, they can speak upon this. And so can the head of ATip, the director of ATip, who's Lou Elizondo. We should have these individuals mm-hmm. testifying in open briefings to Congress, crack the books open on UFOs, and let's get down to the truth. UFOs are real. They're from somewhere. Somebody makes their machines. Somebody pilots them. What can we learn? Where are they from? Do they just like our cupcakes, our kimonos, and our top hats? Are they visiting because of tourism? (laughs) Or is there something else going on? These are the big questions. And the scientific community should engage this.
0: It's always a treat to talk with you. Thank you so much for the time and uh, for the great work that you've done on this. I'll look forward to our next conversation.
1: Thank you so much, Frank, for covering this all of these years. Please keep it up. It's important.
0: Thank you. If you want to comment on any portion of our discussion, you're welcome to give me a call, 1-800-848-WABC. That's 1-800-848-9222. I'm Frank Moreno This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead.